Pulse 95 Live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Centre Sharjah. Hey everybody, good afternoon and welcome back to our live coverage of the Sharjah International Book Fair live from the Expo Centre. I'm Ahmed Daoud with Ali and Naimi and I've got a pretty special guest with us uh, here in the studio, James Patterson, uh, publishing professional from Winnipeg, Canada and he's representing Portage and Main Press. Uh, could you, oh, first of all, good afternoon, welcome to the show. It's so great to be here. Uh, glad to have you with us as well. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, your press and your presence here at the book fair? Uh, so our press is an educational publisher. It works with teachers a lot. But in, in about 20 years ago, we started making um, books for Indigenous kids and by Indigenous authors in Canada um, as a way to uh, address a need where, where kids didn't have uh, uh, like books that represented themselves. So we've been doing that, and it's sort of... Um, blossomed into uh, I, and built with the conversation in Canada around Indigenous politics and Indigenous place in Canada. Mm. Mm, that's very interesting. Now, there is an importance in Indigenous history, uh, especially in Canada. Can you please tell us more about it? Uh, the history of Indigenous people is one of struggle. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of uh, struggle with colonialism, and that that is seen throughout the world. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a it's a unique. Uh, position because uh, in Canada the there's the settler population is still there, mm -hmm. um, so there's a number of unique there's a number of unique parts to it. But it's uh, but it, ultimately it's a it's a it's a it's a struggle to maintain space and to and to and to maintain their culture, uh, and it's 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 a really important. But it's it resonates throughout the world. Mm -hmm. And the culture is actually it's it's very culturally diverse. So um, in terms of children. Uh, and educating children, like indigenous people, like I, I just want to know more about it. Well, uh, in, in terms of language, we do some we do some some uh, books in Cree, and we've been working with uh, Oji Cree, which is another uh, dialect. So there, there's there is the the uh, language restoration. We really take our cues from the indigenous people themselves about what they need and what they think is important. Um, for example, the book that I brought to you today, that when we were alone. Uh, was uh, used um, in uh, an educational programming and read to a million students a couple of weeks ago in Canada because it's uh, because the indigenous population. Yeah, let's talk about the so book. When we were alone, how, yeah. how would you describe it? Um, it is an, uh, a book by uh, David Robertson, who's a huge, huge author in Canada right now, um, and uh, it's a it's a gentle story about a, a little girl talking to her grandmother, trying to understand. Um, um, a, like why she does things. So in indigenous culture, uh, um, teachings are always like there's usually like an like they foster the inquisitiveness of children. And so this child is very inquisitive about her mom's dress, why it's so colorful, and it's because one time uh, she wasn't allowed to wear colors because she was in a residential school. It doesn't say that so much, but it's just a gentle reading, and and why why she wears her hair so long, mm -hmm. and it's because one time she wasn't able to. To uh, she had her hair cut, right, and she liked her hair long, and it's a sense of strength now. And then, um, and then the last one is like, why does she speak Cree so much? And and it's like, well, one time I wasn't allowed to speak Cree, and so it's a, it's it's a fostering of that inquisitiveness of children, um, but like a gentle telling of why, uh, of struggle, of strength, of overcoming, um, of 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 you know, and also like. Um, 
you know, the, the power of grand, grandparents that, that, you know, the struggle that brought them there, why they're there, and, you know, the potential for the future. It's, it's incredible what, what you're doing uh, as a publisher of these works. Uh, can you talk about the importance of empowering those voices, uh, those authors, those indigenous writers in particular, to express themselves, especially when they've endured a culture of, of erasure for so long? I, th I think the best, best way to approach it is like, and this is something I was taught a long time ago, is that it's not necessarily the, um, it's the problem of the listener. Right, like, and that uh, they have always have a voice. It's like the importance is like how you listen, and uh, and they, and so my our job is to amplify their voice and try to to, to bring it to the, to the world because there's value in it, and and uh, just the same way as there's value in that story. Um, well, like I bring it you to today, and, and 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 it resonates with you, yeah, because there's value in that, and be and it crosses borders, and and to to sort of get deeper into that as well. The value of literature, the value of reading as well. Uh, can you just sort of, it's pretty open-ended, but, but when you read a work that's compelling or it resonates with you in a way, how powerful is that? What does that do, for, what does that do to somebody when, when, you, when somebody expresses their, their story in that way? Uh, it is an extremely powerful experience, but I think that it also, like, you have to think about it as like, um, how, how it reaches past generations, right? Like, um, we, like the books, you have classics like in in, in Europe, people still read Hans Christian Andersen to their children. It's a it's a value that's like passed down to from generation to generation, and these are the powers of books, right? This this book allows people to tell a story the same way as Hans Christian Andersen is in Canada to other generations, and so that's the, the you know it's something not just about the book, but it goes to generations, and that speaks to the value. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think I read in an article that uh, Canada has uh, picked the month of June to have it as the Indigenous Book Club Month. Now, um, with regards of the Government of Canada choosing the month of June um, for Indigenous uh, Book Club, uh, for the Indigenous Book Club Month, now was it part uh, of trying to restore the relationship between Indigenous people and Canada, uh, perhaps through literature? Um, I think that uh, I don't know if, it, if that is the goal. Um, I mean, I think this is like a, a complex unraveling of things of, of a century or mm -hmm. 150 years of this. So mm -hmm. um, this is an ongoing thing about like sort of accepting truth and like what does reconciliation mean mm -hmm. in Canada. And so Canada's been, um, and it's a struggle. It's a struggle in, as a country, um, but uh, it's an important struggle that we need to, and it's, it's a culturally defining moment, and it's kind of, it's really neat. I don't know specifically about the uh, book club. I know that there's like two days. Um, so in September, yeah. there's like a Truth and Reconciliation Day, and then and there's a, in, in June uh, 21st is in Indigenous Peoples Day in Canada. So they're trying to build educational models out of that. It's really starting. Just interesting. And uh, while we're on this topic as well, could you uh, throw out some recommendations as well on, on, on Indigenous literature for us to read and learn more about this as well? Um, well, I got a couple of my own. One is uh, When We Were Alone, it's a children's yeah. book. Um, there is uh, um, In Search of April Raintree, uh, which was the, one of the, f we did that in 1983, so it's f almost 40 years old this year. Um, and it's, uh, it's one of the first examples of indigenous YA literature in Canada that we did. Um, and, uh, but there's a whole host of, of publishers uh, uh, doing stuff now. Katharina Vermette um, wrote The Strangers, uh, which is like 
also from our community and she's amazing, uh, amazing poet, amazing um, artist she's and uh you know i it shouldn't just rest with books too like indigenous art is becoming much more um amazing like it's incredible so they're they're really turning heads it's really great that's amazing so what can we um uh, look uh, forward to in Sharjah international book fair no it's your first day here it's yeah. my first <laughs> well i did the publishers conference i think um every time i've visited um, a country in the Levant or an Arab country, I've always been like so stunned by the art and uh, and the hospitality of people. So that I've I'm come to expect that now, mm -hmm. um, and it, in charge it doesn't uh, disappoint in that way either. Um, I think this, the diversity of publishing is really really awesome. And uh, I was down at the uh, House of Wisdom a couple of days ago. Oh, oh amazing place! It's crazy, amazing. Place. It's yeah. great. Yeah. And, and if you'd like people listening to this to check out some of the works published by your press at the book fair, where can they do it? Uh, we're at the Canada stand, and I don't have the hall number right now. I'm That's sure all right. I mean, the Canada st it stands out. Let's yeah. put it that way. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's great. Thank you so much. Uh, stay tuned to Pulse 95. Ali and myself will continue the discussions from the Expo Center, Sharjah. Up next, we're going to be talking about events to check out at the Expo. Stay tuned for that right here on Pulse 95.